It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 79 of SwiftCast. This is Jill, Ashley, Haley, and Steph. And we have just recovered from the most amazing week ever, and we cannot wait to share all with you guys now that we've finally regrouped and recovered and we're not dead anymore. <laughs> I actually haven't recovered at all, and I'm still dead. So <laughs> this is We recovered ghost. enough to record an episode. I'm only slightly recovered. We all have a swift hangover. A swift hangover, yeah. That's the title of this episode, Swift Hangover. <laughs> well, I really think that it's unfortunate that this is episode 79 and not 89, because 89 is definitely a theme of the episode. Oh, man. <laughs> We're going to get into release week and everything to do with that a little bit later, but first we just wanted to give you guys some quick news, some scheduling, and then we're going to get into all our stories, so stay tuned for that. So we'll go right into Keeping Up With Swift. So Taylor is on the cover of the December issue of Cosmopolitan, which is really pretty. If you guys haven't seen the picture already, go ahead and check that out. I can't wait. I always love when they do a Cosmo. Yeah, doesn't she have a few different covers for different parts of the world? One is for the UK and one is from Hungary, I think. And they're all gorgeous. I want them all. It looks like they, either she did it a while ago, but I think they gave her extensions for these photos. Yeah, I thought so too. Her hair looked longer. They might have, because I feel like in the UK, the style is longer hair. Oh, I didn't know that. I think so, yeah. That's the American top model, (laughs) me. Well, speaking of the hair, I was just thinking this week about how it took me so long to get used to Taylor's short hair and now I just feel like it's a hundred percent her I can't even imagine her with any other hairstyle when I look at the long hair pictures I'm like she was such a baby and I'm like oh that was this year (laughs) she's one of those people who she can wear her hair anyway and it, it looks fantastic I really couldn't pick a favorite hairstyle I don't think I just love them all well coming up this week on November 5th It is insane that it's already November. I feel like just yesterday we were recording our final episode of 2013 where we talked about our favorite things from the year and now... It's almost time to do that again. So this week, November 5th, Taylor is nominated for Best Female Vocalist at the CMAs. So if you want to tune in, you can. She's not going to be there. And to be honest, I don't think that she'll win just because... She's not a country artist anymore, but still, it's nice that they nominated her, and I might watch for the music. You know, what I found really funny is on the show Nashville, which I watch every week, they were just doing a CMA nominations episode where that was part of the storyline last week, and they named her on the show as one of the nominations. I know, I saw that. 
And it was for this category for best female vocalist. I was like, at least you're keeping it realistic. Yeah, wasn't it the main character of Nashville, Raina James, Taylor and Miranda Lambert, I think. Yeah, (laughs) of course. So on November 9th, um, the MTV Europe Music Awards are happening and she's nominated for Best Female Artist and Best Look. We can actually vote for these awards. And if you want to vote for them, which you should, you can go to mtvema.com and vote for her. And speaking of award shows, Taylor was just announced that she's nominated for International Artist of the Year at the NJR Radio Awards which is a French awards show. So you can go vote for her at njrmusicawards.njr.fr. And that's a pretty big deal. She's up against Nicki Minaj, Shakira, Sia, Katy Perry, and Beyonce. Well, finally, it was announced that Taylor is going to be on the season finale of the UK X Factor this year. And we're not exactly sure yet when that will be airing, but as soon as we know, we will let you guys know a date. All right, so that's our news for this week, and now we're going to go into some mini-segments, and there's a lot of problems this week with 1989 (laughs) coming out, so. Well, our first one comes from at Acoustic Swift. Just bought 1989 again and got the same Polaroid pack. Swifty problems. This is a big problem for me. I have four of the same set. I think I'm the only person who was magically exempt from this problem because I got four copies and I miraculously got four different sets. It took me nine sets to get all of them but one and I still don't have it. I actually am in the same exact boat as you, Joel. Nine albums and I'm missing one set still. (laughs) I know. How can this happen? The problem is that you need to buy 13 albums. I My wallet (laughs) cannot afford that. There's a lot of giveaways and trading I'm seeing going on on Twitter. Yeah, but do you guys know that I went and looked? There is some serious money in these things. I went and looked on eBay, and people are selling single Polaroid sets for about $20 on eBay right now because everyone's so desperate to get all the ones they need. 20 bucks for one set of Polaroids. I'm going to hold out. And of course, it's the one set that I wanted the most. Pokemon trading cards. That's what's going on. <laughs> Pokemon. Our next one is from at SublimeSwift13, reading the foreword to 1989, and I think I got a dent on the booklet. Time to buy another copy. Swifty problems. Is that Nate? (laughs) That does sound like something Nate or I would say, because we like to have pristine copies of everything. Nate yelled at his own girlfriend because he was scared that I dented one of his red booklet things. Did he make you buy him a new one? No, but he, like, full-on yelled at me about it. He's like, don't get my booklet. <laughs> I went to buy In Style yesterday after I bought, like, two more copies of 1989. And I was searching through them, trying to find the best copy possible. Well, I bought two copies, so I had to find the best two copies. It's very difficult. It's getting to the point where I just, I don't know what I'm going to do with all of my magazines. I don't really know how to store them that well. It's tough to keep them in really good condition. You just have to get like a box for them. I think the other week we had somebody say that she has a fireproof box for her stuff. I need to get one of those. So our next one comes from at Taylor Swift 13 SA. I should be studying for my final exams, but instead I have the entire 1989 album on repeat. Swifty problems. I almost thought you said this one comes from Taylor Swift 13. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah. 
any day now. She loves Swift Cats, so. Our next one is from T underscore Will 33. I wish I was cool enough for Taylor to stalk me. Hashtag Taylorking. Hashtag Swifty Problems. Crying face, crying face, broken heart. <laughs> but Taylorking is a struggle. I think I lost many followers today. <laughs> <laughs> well, our last one comes from Barb C underscore M. Haven't decided which song of 1989 is my favorite. I love all of them. Swifty Problems, Swifty for Life. I actually have a favorite. But I still love all the songs on the album. Have you guys listened to the bonus tracks yet? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, are they not amazing? I mean, they always are, but these are even better than usual. I honestly don't know how Wonderland did not make the main CD. They are all awesome. I would replace I Know Places with Wonderland. I think that's like my favorite, though. It's so good. The first time I heard Wonderland, I like nodded my head without even knowing I was doing it. And I was like, that's my girl. It was so good. I was like, seriously, like, this is so good. We rarely, if ever, get to hear any of the bonus tracks performed live. And I really hope that changes this time. I know. Like, I can't imagine her not performing that. It would be such a good performance. Today, she retweeted somebody famous, I think. I forget who it was, who said something along those lines, like, the bonus tracks are so great. You have to go buy them. Maybe it was Haley Steinfeld. Maybe she will. It would be so cool to see the whole Alice in Wonderland theme. Can I tell you guys, I'm still and probably never will be over the fact that we never got to hear Come Back Be Here live. Oh, that is one of my favorites. Like, there are certain things in the Swift fan base you just never get over, and that's one of them for me. Or Girl at Home. Or The Moment I Knew. Those were also good. I think these bonus tracks top Red's bonus tracks. I agree. I already am getting married to You're in Love. Well, Lena Dunham already called dibs on it, so you're going to have to battle it out with her. <laughs> Girl, I don't care. I've already planned it all out in my head. I've planned like the entire like wedding dance already. I can like see it in my head when I listen to the song. I, it's happening. <laughs> I need to get engaged first, but it's happening. I have to give major, major props just for the fact that the deluxe edition is all on one album i can't explain to you how much i hated mm -hmm. having to put a new cd in my car to listen to the bonus tracks for speak now and for red i adored the fearless platinum edition because i could just stick the cd in and have like so many songs to listen to every time i was in my car i think it's because there was only 13 tracks right well the fearless platinum edition had like i think a similar number 19 or something so i always was just frustrated when speak now and read you had to take the cd out and put it in for the bonus stuff but on this it's all there i love it it's not gonna leave my car for the next two years until taylor makes another album which i hope will be two years i took out the number one slot in my car so that i could put 1989 in the number one slot that's where it belongs I know. I had to demote Red. I loved the voice memos, too. That was really cool. And she sounds just perfect. I didn't realize she was going to, like, talk and explain them beforehand. And I turned it on, and I heard her talking, and I was like, oh my god. Which one did you get to hear at the secret session in Rhode Island? I know places. So for that one, she just skipped the talking. Yeah, she only played the actual voice memo, yeah. So that's why I was surprised. I was like, oh, wow, she's doing, like, a monologue. I guess then I'm the only one who kind of felt like I was let down by the voice memos. 
Why were you let down? They were all cool, but I expected more from them. They were all really short. I don't know. And they all seemed a little bit too... Even though she made a big deal of saying how they weren't polished, they all seemed a little bit too put together for me. Because she's that brilliant. <laughs> In blank true. spaces, she was mumbling. Oh, yeah. That one was funny, actually. <laughs> I liked when she was like, she would sing it, and then she'd get to a part where it didn't have a line yet, and she was just like... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I agree with Ashley. Like A lot of them did sound so polished, but I think it's just because she's that brilliant that she just comes up with this stuff so i guess we didn't really get to learn how to songwrite for people who aren't as brilliant as she is Hmm. i really yeah i really do think they're genuine i mean there's another thing that bothered me what was that so she told us in some article before the album came out that i wish you would was about her ex-boyfriend telling her that he would be driving down her street and whatever but in the voice memo she made it sound like she was just making up a random storyline about some people and like it wasn't about her i don't know i need to listen to it again the way she said it in the voice memo just sounded like it was a story that she was writing instead of something that happened to her but then again it was only a very short clip yeah, I don't think her. She said though that her boyfriend said like I'm going she to be driving. She said that it was my ex who lived near me and told me that it was really weird every time that he would drive down the street because he used to turn up my driveway. I specifically remember. Yeah, I was just remembering the story she told us that like she would just be like, "Oh, the guy used to like have to drive by my street and I'd have to drive by his and stuff." So yeah, that, I'd have to listen to the memo again. Anyway, though, it's cool that she did that for us. I hope she does more voice memos on the next album. Yeah, that was something I've always wanted to hear. And I remember when she first told us she was doing this, my mouth just dropped open because I was so excited about it. And I think they're really cool and I'd love to hear more, especially something like All Too Well. That would be awesome. But for me overall, I love the whole album. I can't choose a favorite. I can't get enough of it. I can't wait to see it actually performed on tour and see what ideas she has for each song. And really, when I first listened to Red, there were some songs I thought, you know, I don't really see her performing this on tour. I don't really want her to perform it on tour. But with this one, I can't do that. I I really want to see them all come to life on stage. That'd be awesome. I agree. So now we're going to get into the most exciting part of this episode. We're going to talk about release week. Yay! Yay! So where do we even begin? I mean... We did so much in such a little time. I feel like we need to just go chronologically. Yeah. So we got to New York on Sunday. It was very hectic because we got there. We all had all of this luggage. And then we also had all these signs that we made for GMA. And so we pretty much had to go right to the hotel to drop off all this stuff. Then we wanted to quickly get to Central Park because... They were doing this special Swift Parade video that we heard about on Facebook. So we pretty much dropped our stuff off, grabbed something to eat, went to Central Park. And we were actually late, but we made it for about the last 15 minutes. And it was just like a huge party of Welcome to New York. All these Swifties dancing around, lots of posters, lots of cool shirts, and... A unicorn head. It was just so much fun meeting other Swifties and hanging out with them and having such a big sing-along in the middle of Central Park. I think that was literally the perfect welcome to New York. It was the perfect thing to do the day before the album came out. 
And the final video came out really nice. Yeah, and we're actually, um, SwiftCast has a little shot in it of us dancing. So check it out because it's really a fun video. So you can find the really fun fan video on YouTube. If you just search Welcome to New York Taylor Swift fan cover music video, it's under Tyler Conroy, C-O-N-R-O-Y on his YouTube channel. And it's just really fun to see all these Swifties get together and really work to promote Taylor's album. It's what we were doing. People were staring at us, but we didn't care because we just wanted everybody to know about the album and to go buy it. I mean, they were like full on walking through Central Park, singing at the top of their lungs, people staring. It was so fun. So after we finished recording, we actually went to the wax museum because we wanted to see Taylor's wax figure. <laughs> and we all we wanted when we went into this museum was for all of us to get a, a million funny photos with Taylor's figure. And you know what happened? Taylor's figure wasn't even there. <laughs> After we went through the whole museum. I mean, the room that Taylor's figure is in is the very last room. So we knew the whole time we were going through, we were like, okay, she's going to be the last one. When we get to the last room, I'm like, where's Taylor? And they're like, she's in Tokyo. <laughs> ha ha ha. And I was like, no, this is not okay. I still want a refund. We're like, wait, wait, where is she? What? No, seriously, where is she? Instead, we have like Beyonce and Katy Perry and Carrie Underwood. And Einstein. <laughs> and Einstein. We did get some really funny photos with Einstein and the Obamas. The Obamas. We met President Obama. Nate is especially funny around the wax figures. We will tweet some photos from our SwiftCast 13 on Twitter so you can see. I didn't realize that they actually shipped them around the world. I just assumed they had multiples. Well, especially because Washington, D.C. and Sydney, the wax museums in those locations just unveiled new Taylor figurines within the past few weeks. So I thought, of course, it's going to be in New York. This is Taylor's month. This is Swiftober. This is 1989. They didn't get the memo. I mean, it was release week and everything. And New York is like the biggest wax museum. And I could not believe that she was in Tokyo. It was disappointing. I was very angry. Why would you not have one that like permanently stays in New York? This is ridiculous. I had all these visions in my mind of us like bowing down to the queen in some of these photos. I know. we were Seriously, guys, we were going to have the funniest photos. When they get her back, I'm going to the museum and being like, no, I don't need a ticket. You just need to let me into the last room because I, that is what I came for. <laughs> just going like the back way. But I thought it was still fun. And then by the time we were done, it was pretty much like 1989 was released about an hour before midnight. So we... We were like having burgers. We did, we went to get burgers and we were like, we have to hurry because yeah. it's probably going to get released early. And so we've got to go listen to it. So we rushed through dinner, get back to the hotel, and then it was there. And our whole lives changed after that because 1989 was finally here. Finally. So we listened to it. It didn't even seem real. No. It was really cool, though, to be able to listen to it all together. Minus me. Well, that was Haley's choice. It was my choice. I decided to stay and kind of mini camp out for GMA. Yes, because I actually missed that. Before we went back to the hotel, we went to check out the line at GMA, and it was already really pretty long. So we decided to listen to the album and get a little bit of sleep before heading back. 
Haley was being a trooper, though, and stayed out. For a little while. I stayed out until about little after 2 a.m. I basically just hung out and had fun with everybody in line for a while and then decided I wanted to actually get to go to bed in a nice warm bed. And I had just fallen asleep and Haley came back in the room. <laughs> Sorry, my key card didn't work. <laughs> so we got up pretty early still to go down to GMA. We had our signs. I'm really glad we decided to end up going when we did because it was fun. And luckily we found a good place. We did. We just kind of wandered around for a while. We knew because we had not been camping out all night that we probably wouldn't get to see Taylor. But I was just hoping maybe our signs would make it on air. And we think we they did. No, they definitely did. I mean, they were on for a good majority of the time, both of our signs. And we thought that was the coolest thing ever. <laughs> One sign said... Bad start to your day. Shake it off with GMA. And then our other sign said, Welcome to GMA. We've been waiting for Tay. They were fun. So if you saw those signs, that was us. <laughs> and it was just cool being right outside the studio with all the Swifties. Taylor was outside when we were there, so you could like hear people freaking out. We couldn't see anything. But it was just so cool that she came out to take selfies with all the people who had been waiting all night. And... Then we went around the building afterward to see if she would come out and maybe stop for pictures on her way to her car. But there were so many paparazzi there and it took her forever to come out. We waited until about 1030 when the show ended at nine and she just went straight to her car. I really think if all those paparazzi hadn't been there that she would have come over to us and said hi, but they kind of ruined it as usual for everybody. They were not being respectful. <laughs> no, they weren't. I mean, they were trying to tell us that their job is better than our life. <laughs> yeah, and actually in recent interviews, Taylor has said that the paparazzi in New York are really much nicer than they are anywhere else. So that's interesting. <laughs> so that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> My interactions with them, I didn't really think they were that nice, but... If Taylor says they are, then I take her word for it. And it just makes me scared to think what the really mean ones are like. The ones outside of GMA were not nice. <laughs> they were not. So that was Monday morning. Yeah, it was really busy. We really had no time to do anything. We were just constantly running around. And then we went back to get ready because this crazy thing happened the week before where... <laughs> We were called by Taylor Swift. Like, somehow all of us were. Wait. Not by Taylor wait, Swift. Steph, were we called by Taylor Swift? Because I think I would have remembered. We were that. called by Taylor Swift. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Steph. I mean, I wish Taylor had called us. But TaylorSwift.com called us. And it was insane because they called all of us. Individually. And so when this happened, I got a call. And it came from an unknown number. So I thought it was some, like spam or something and i sounded really annoyed when i answered the phone and and then <laughs> they were just like oh hey this is taylorswift.com and i was like oh hi <laughs> why are you calling me and <laughs> things like this don't happen to me yeah and they were like are, you know are you free to be in new york on monday and i was like i'm actually already gonna be in new york i'm going to support taylor for 1989 and they were like, oh, well, can you attend this event? And I can't give you any information about it. And I said, <laughs> well, I mean, I can. 
And then I said, just just so you know, I attended the live stream chat and, you know, I understand if that disqualifies me from this thing. And they were like, oh, no, that's fine. That's fine. So I was like, okay, you know, we're probably just going to go see her perform or something. And that's probably it. I really had no idea what we were going to or what was going to happen. And then it turned out that everybody else also got calls. So it was just completely insane. There's no other way to describe it. I was hyperventilating. I was too. I was at work and like everybody knew what happened. They were like, oh my God, again? Like, oh my God. And I was just like, I couldn't breathe. I was like, I have to go. I have to go. And I like ran out. And when they called me, I missed the call. And luckily they left a voicemail with a number to call back and everything. But I couldn't actually get a hold of them for about another hour after that. And I felt like I was going to die. Just fall to the floor. That's how I felt. I really didn't know what was going to happen. I knew that Yahoo had announced that she had this thing, this secret session at 7.30. But TaylorSwift.com told us the event was from 4 to 8. So I thought, oh, you know, we'll probably be maybe waiting around a little bit. And then we'll go and she'll play a couple songs at 7.30. And then I thought that would be it. But I was still like really, really excited about the idea of seeing her perform these new songs, especially because I have not seen her in concert since the final show of the Red Tour. But I, I never expected what actually happened to happen that night. What about you guys? I was just, like I said, in total shock. I mean, things like this don't happen to me. You know, I was lucky enough to meet her one time and I was like, no way, no way is anyone going to let me meet her again. It's just, I don't know what we're doing. Like, they're probably just going to go put us in a room to, like, wait for three hours before this live stream, and then that'll be it. Which I was still really excited because going to release week, you kind of don't know if you're going to get to see her. You kind of are just trying to wait in line and hope that you do. You take a really huge risk, I mean, going to release week. Release week is really a lot of running around, waiting in lines, not getting any sleep. It's so much fun. And I recommend it to anyone if you can do it. I was supposed to go to the Red Release Week and I could not because of my work. So this was my first time and it was exhausting. It was magical. I'm still exhausted. I came home, went right to work, and then I luckily, uh, my jury duty got canceled on Thursday. And I was able to sleep in and I slept for like 12 hours. I'm not. That's not a joke. <laughs> but I definitely recommend... Even if you don't get to see Taylor, it's so cool just waiting outside, bonding with other Swifties at these events. But so we got ready for this event and we went to the location. There were all these Swifties everywhere, which was really fun. Nobody knew what we were doing. And then we got checked in. We're in this little room that it looks all set up. It's got Taylor stuff everywhere. It's got a little stage and all the chairs are set up. It was literally a decoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a decoy. They had cookies out and everything. I know they weren't, but I like to tell myself that Taylor made the cookies. <laughs> they were enormous and very delicious. So we sit down for maybe two minutes and then they say, oh, um, okay, we're going to a different location. So get up. Let's go. <laughs> we were literally in there for like two minutes. I couldn't even finish my cookie. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> And we were kind of a little bit bummed just because we were at the very back. And so we thought, oh, this is where she's going to perform. And it might be kind of hard to see. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, so then they tell us to move again. And we were like, okay, where are we going now? Oh, we were like, we're going to be last. Like, this always happens. So then we walk, I don't even know, a couple blocks probably. Well, first of all, I mean, we were in the very back row. And to our surprise, they were like, okay, we're going to start with the back row. So we actually got to be first in line. And it was really awesome. And we have to walk with Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, the bodyguard. Jimmy was so nice. If you remember the Rolling Stone article, the author mentions Jimmy, a bodyguard, and Jimmy complains about how many shoes <laughs> there are to carry up all the flights of stairs in Taylor's New York apartment. And it's really funny. If you go back to our episode 70, where we had I Heard That Was Good podcast as our special guest, they love Jimmy, and we had kind of an in-depth conversation about what Jimmy's life is like. <laughs> so we're walking down the street and Jimmy's right beside me. And I, so I just said to him, hey, did, were you ever in a Rolling Stone article? And he just looked at me and started <laughs> laughing pretty much and would not give me an answer. He's funny. So I took his silence as a yes, for sure. That was Jimmy. And so now I have to go reread the article again. I feel like he said, maybe this wasn't to you, but I feel like he said, I'm not in any articles, like really jokingly. Yeah, yeah, he did. Like with a wink. But his name isn't actually Jimmy, is it? I don't think so. Although Haley called him Jimmy a couple of times, right? He was sitting in his car at one of the events that we were standing out and I just said Jimmy and he like, he popped his head up. So I was like, that's Jimmy. Maybe that's what he goes by as a bodyguard. Jimmy. But it was crazy to be walking beside the guy you see in paparazzi photos. Do you want to know a funny thing? In Rhode Island, I didn't know that was Jimmy until release week. And then I had that like moment of realization. I was like, Jimmy, I was wandered down by Jimmy. Like, the Jimmy <laughs> wandered me down. The Jimmy was all up in my business. <laughs> well, we walked across, you know, a couple blocks and we end up at this building. I still actually don't even know what the building was called. And we just, like, stood in the lobby for a while. Nate kept saying, oh, we're going to get on buses now and go to her apartment or something. I really thought he was right he was because so we were just standing in this lobby and nothing was happening. I was like, Nate said, I bet there's buses in the back and they're waiting for them to be ready for us. And I really thought he was right. He was so wrong. I think that maybe they just weren't ready for us. Maybe they were having technical issues or they weren't even set up yet. Yeah, I don't know. But for me, I just kept looking at the clock because Haley wore a watch, which was great. <laughs> and so every other minute, I was like, Haley, what time is it? Like, hold on, hold on. It's five minutes after you asked the last time. It was cool just to be in that lobby because all of Taylor Nation was there. Tree Payne was there, just like kind of standing around. And I just like observing them. Oh, yeah. And they're, Taylor's whole team is gorgeous. It's like they look like models, everyone on the team. <laughs> But I just kept thinking, oh, you know, this isn't going to be on Yahoo until 7.30, so we probably have to stand here for another hour or something. But really, we weren't waiting that long before they took us up into these elevators. And then next thing you know, we're on the rooftop of this building, and it's all there's a stage, and there's 1989 everywhere. And we were lucky enough to go be in the front row, so that was really awesome. Like, we had a lot of luck during this whole event. It was definitely lucky. There were helicopters flying above us with cameras. There were cameras like swooping around the roof. And we just kind of waited for a while. The album was playing. Everybody was going crazy, singing along. 
So there were about how many of us that were brought in, like 50? No, it started out with just our group, which was about 50 to 60 people. Then they were started bringing up other people that I think were like part of the radio programs. There were some people from GMA there, too, that weren't actually part of the session, but they did go to the session, but they were actually picked from like GMA. When we were all hanging out, we did a quick head count. I think the most we got to was 60, including those GMA people. Well, anyway, there weren't a lot of people. When you compare it to how big of a crowd we're normally in at a Taylor concert, there were like no people at all. Oh, yeah. No, it was like the amount of people that are usually in one pit. So then Jimmy comes by Haley and me again, and he was asking us like what our favorite song is. And I think I said, I have no idea. I love them all. I said blank space. And then Haley, you asked him what his favorite was. And he said blank space. And then he asked us if we saw the video yet. And we're like, no. And I said, do you mean music video? And he, again, like, he just doesn't like to answer me. He just probably smiled (laughs) at me or something. And I was like, okay, so maybe blank space is the next single. And of course, we all know by now that, yes, it was announced as the next single. And it will be released this month as the next single. Yeah, and if it's the music video that he's talking about, it's going to be amazing. Because we know back in September, Taylor was filming a music video at a castle in New York City, which I think would work well for this song. That just makes me picture her as like an evil sorceress up in a castle, like casting mean spells on all of the boys. Oh my god. Every time she introduces that song, she says the media portrays her as going back to her lair to write songs. (laughs) I really think it's going to be probably the funniest video she's ever made so far. I cannot wait to see it. It's going to be the funniest one. I can just see her now dressed as this hilarious character, just like everything overdone and over the top and... It's going to be funny. If anybody hasn't gotten the memo by now that the song was written as a joke, I think they will after the video. I really hope you're right about that because this week I've been watching so many interviews where people say, so are you looking for someone to fill that blank space? And she actually has to explain, I wrote this as a joke. And it's very frustrating for me to hear her have to explain that because it should be obvious. I think that song was kind of risky though. I don't know. I think it's pretty obvious. But the sarcasm is evident in the song to me. Yeah, but think how many people there are out there. (laughs) There are some people out there that just (sighs) don't get things. But so at this point, the sun's setting and then Taylor just like comes out. (laughs) No big deal. Well, first her band came out and stood out there for a while. I thought she was going to have a sound check and then the performance was still not going to be for a while. Oh, see, I didn't even think that. She really just like came up on stage and it was I had no way to prepare well so before she actually came out one of the iHeart employees talked to the whole crowd and said so Taylor wanted this to be a really intimate performance so since there's not that many of you here you need to scream a lot louder than usual I'm like yeah I think we can do that (laughs) it's like he really didn't know who he was talking to my voice was completely gone by the next day mine too yep So she came out, and hopefully you guys watched the whole thing. She looked absolutely gorgeous. 
even though I was in the pit for MetLife, I don't think I've ever been that close to her. Well, you're kind of looking up up at the pit. You don't really have a straight ahead view. And she's so gorgeous, it's like she's not even real. No. Her outfit was perfect. Oh my god. It really was perfect. The Empire State Building was lighting up to the beat of every song. The sun was setting. Jill, Nate, and Haley were on camera like 800 times. <laughs> I couldn't get over that sunset. I really wanted her to come out when the sunset was like still at its best point, but she came out when it was kind of darker. But to see the sunset with the skyline and that big TS sign, it was like, I was so emotional. I was like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> it, w- it could not have been more perfect. And the sunset was like all orange and red and the skyline was in the back. The I mean, the rooftop that we picked was so, per- or that they picked, that was so perfect. It was really cool. The Empire State Building was behind us. And so we were only looking at Taylor, so we didn't really pay attention to it. But when watching the video, it really was awesome how they worked that out. I know. I can't believe that I didn't see it the entire time. You're not going to turn your back on Taylor to look at the Empire State Building. No. So definitely check out the video. Like I said, in the front row, you'll see Haley, like pretty much right in front of Taylor. And then Jill has her Shake It Off shirt and Nate is right beside her. Even just seeing the reactions of everybody in the front row was so cool because people were just so insanely happy to be there and just no one could believe that it was actually happening. I had my mouth open face the whole time. (laughs) It was just so great. And she sounded perfect. I think I've mentioned before, maybe when she very, the very first time she did a live performance of Shake It Off, at the VMA Awards, I think I said that I thought the the backup singers might have been a little bit loud sometimes and it was hard to hear her. But I can tell you, either I was completely wrong about that or they've like worked things out. But it was absolute perfection. The backup singers were perfect. They didn't overwhelm Taylor at all. Taylor sounded flawless. At one point, she asked us if she sounded okay. Except she wasn't actually asking us, but we all answered her. <laughs> And we were like, of course, she sounded perfect. You're Taylor Swift. And then she said she needed somebody with actual control to give her an answer. And then she said, not you, Dad. You can't give me an answer on this. You don't count. (laughs) I didn't see him, but he was somewhere behind us. And I just imagined him flashing this huge thumbs up to her. (laughs) And she was just like, Dad, stop. (laughs) It's funny because, like, we all think Scott is this celebrity, too. And then she's just like, Dad, stop. (laughs) Like, you're being annoying. That whole exchange happened right after Out of the Woods. And I thought it was just so perfect. I was surprised. I think she was having a problem with her earpiece. She was. She kept stopping it because it's not actually live. Obviously, it's a few minutes behind. But she kept stopping and being like, my earpiece, my earpiece. And we were like, (laughs) you sound great. You sound great. When she did ask if she sounded okay, I was hoping that somebody told her no so that she would sing it again so we got to hear it again, but we didn't. But it sounded perfect. Watch the whole thing if you haven't yet. I'm sure you probably all have. So afterward, I didn't know what was going to happen. At this point, I didn't know what time it was. I didn't ask Kaylee for the 80th time. I wish they had filmed 
our reaction afterwards. I think they <laughs> might have still been filming because that camera guy was around the whole night. I really like would love to see <laughs> the crowd when she announced that that we were going to meet her. We all basically like had a heart attack. She's like, "Okay, it's over now, so we're just going to go, you know, take some pictures and stuff." People you didn't know you were hugging. Everybody was screaming in each other's ear. It was honestly hilarious. It was like they had just told us we all won a million dollars. That is what I felt like. I would have loved to have seen the reaction of the audience when she said that. Everybody just freaked out so hard. Everybody was literally hugging people that they didn't even know. It was true. Because at that point, like, we still didn't know if we were actually meeting her or not. And then she's like, okay, we're going to go take some pictures. And it was all at once. It was like, just, I can't even, like, recall it. Just screaming and hugging and jumping up and down. I honestly think, like, her band members were laughing at us. <laughs> well, because everybody else, by the point that they got to the secret session, even in the first one, I feel like once she was in the house, like, obviously you were going to meet her, but we really had no clue. We really didn't. Yeah, no. We didn't know if they were just, like, there was that thought that, like, we were like, maybe they're just going to send us home. Maybe this actually isn't going to happen. We really did not know. Because it wasn't a normal secret session, so nobody knew what was happening, and it was like the best moment ever when she said that. So then we pretty much just went inside. There was already pizza there and drinks. So we just kind of chilled out, ate some pizza. Taylor said she had to change. So we were just hanging out with all these Swifties and it was so cool. I was actually really sad she was changing because that outfit she had on was so perfect. But, of course, she still looked perfect when she came back. She wore this gorgeous black with white polka dots dress, and it had this cute little flounce at the bottom. I really hope com finds it. And I hope it's not like a million dollars, because I want one. And when we went into this big room, they had the whole album playing again, just on repeat. And they had the live stream playing, so we got to watch it, like, for a little bit, bits and pieces of it. It was really funny, because when they started that, we all kind of ran over and started to sit down. We actually got Scott to come sit down with us, and we actually helped him take his very first selfie. Haley sat down right next to him. He sat right down next to me. I was already sitting down. I saw him taking out his phone and stuff, and I, me and a couple other people yelled, take a selfie. I was, I was like, Scott, take a selfie. And I said it as, like, to be just a, like, funny person and jokingly, and he was like, and then I think the people down front, like, Haley, were, like, showing him how to take a selfie. I had to help him switch it to the front view. Yeah, you see him hold up the camera, and it was, like, a madhouse, like, everybody all of a sudden jammed and pushed into each other to try to be in this picture and it was really funny because he was putting it like above his head i'm like no scott you have to angle it a selfie you have to have yourself in it (laughs) and then he took the photo and we never thought we were gonna see it it was really just funny i was like take a selfie like just to be like a jerk and be funny and then all like he just held up his phone it was so funny though to all of a sudden feel like everybody like cramming together and i was like oh god But I think almost all of us made it in it. When he took it, I thought, I'm never going to see this photo. And I'm sitting right behind him. And Mm -hmm. I never thought we were going to see it. 
I honestly thought he was just going to delete it after. And then Taylor posted it. And it was insane. And the funny part was that some people from high school that were my friends I don't really talk to follow Taylor on Instagram. And I got all these Facebook messages like, was that you like in this picture? And they were tagging me in the picture like, is this you? Is this you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it was like people I haven't talked to in years. And I just thought it was the funniest thing. I got these Facebook messages and people were like, how are you hanging out with Taylor Swift? What's going on? Yep. <laughs> so while we're watching this live stream with Scott, Taylor just pops in like it's no big deal. Out of nowhere. She starts singing happy birthday to Kaylee. It was her 21st birthday. We all sang happy birthday. Taylor gave Kaylee a bottle of champagne. She wrote her this really nice card. She gave her these three rings that were really cute. And then they went to take funny selfies and Polaroid photos with the champagne for Kaylee's birthday. And it was fun just watching that. People started lining up to meet Taylor and we kind of wanted other people to get a chance to go meet her. And, and we were just kind of like milling around. And well, one, it was really cool just to see other people meet her because for a lot of people, it was their first time ever meeting her and the reactions were just so great to see. She just brings so much joy to everyone. And I loved seeing that, just how happy she makes everyone. And we were lucky enough to talk to Andrea for a while and ask her some questions. We talked to her for a long time. Ashley asked her why we've never gotten the Red Tour DVD. Well, I actually first asked it to Scott earlier when we were still up by the performance. And they both said kind of similar things. Scott said the reason was because Taylor really felt like a DVD couldn't even do the tour justice. I mean, obviously, I understand Taylor thinking that the DVD can't live up to the live experience, which I guess it can't, but we still want something to remember it by. Mm -hmm. But I don't think the DVD could live up to Speak Now or Fearless, and she still did it then, so we'll never know. That's true, and I even told Scott, I was like, I still watch the Speak Now one all the time. I was like, even though it can't live up to it, we still all really want it. And he just was like, yeah. <laughs> he didn't really care, but that was what he said. And he also said that he felt like, Taylor, when she was done with Red, she really just wanted to be done with it. She wanted like a clean break and she didn't really want to spend more time promoting something related to Red when her mind was really all about this new album. And I think we all saw that too. Like, I mean, literally what, like an hour after the Red tour, she cut off her hair. Yeah, she really has been focused on putting Red behind her. We know now that she's been doing interviews this week. We know the whole album was complete by February of this year. So when she cut her hair off, the album was done. Like, she was ready to move on. And I think part of the reason, based on what she said with my talk, where there is, like, she just was, like, at that point where she was happy in her life and Red was kind of more of a difficult time and she wasn't in that stage of her life anymore and she was just happy now, so... She wanted to move on to being happy. Well, so when I went back and asked Andrea the same question later, she basically said she didn't really give an exact answer, but she said that they 
want to find new ways of recording the concerts that better capture the fan experience. And she said that that's getting easier with a lot of things like the GoPro camera and things that can be, you know, less disruptive. And she gave the example of how people might be dancing and like jumping and singing in their seat. But as soon as they see a camera on them, they freeze up. And I get that, you know, I think the cameras during the red shows for the most part stayed either in the pit or like right or I mean in the sound booth or right up by the stage. And there probably wasn't very easy to get a lot of good audience shots for that reason. That's crazy to believe, though, because people like us, when the camera comes on us, we like freak out even more, you know. Actually, did you guys notice that even during our live stream concert, they gave a GoPro to the fans and people are passing it around. So who knows what they're going to do for this next concert if like maybe that's something they're going to do. That GoPro camera was cool. Yeah, I mean, they were literally passing it through the whole audience. They just gave it to them and said, pass this around. So we really kind of milled around, watched people meet Taylor, and then we got in line. Ashley was the first to go. You know, I really tried to not get my hopes up too much that we were going to meet her because we just didn't know. The last time that I met her, I had two months to prepare, so it was very easy to think about and practice and list out the exact things that I wanted to say to Taylor. And I really couldn't do that this time because we got a phone call, you know, five days before, but we didn't even know we were meeting her until like literally about an hour before we met her. So an hour to prepare. Imagine that. And it's not even like I could just sit there and think because there was so much going on. It was like we're having pizza and then, oh, there's tree pain. And oh, there's Scott and Andrea. And oh, we're on the TV. Like there was just way too much going on. And, oh, there's Taylor Swift. Right. <laughs> that was the what I was saying the whole night was, this is so crazy that this is the longest time I've ever been in Taylor's presence. Because even when we weren't actually meeting her, we were sitting off to the side watching her meet everybody else. And she was running all over the room to do these different crazy poses with people. And it was like one minute you're having a conversation. And then, oh, there goes Taylor over to the <laughs> piano for a picture. <laughs> it was crazy. Didn't she, she walked by us at one point too, and we said something to her and she was like laughing about it, but I don't remember what it was. So I went up to her, she gave me a huge hug and said she was so happy to see me. And I had a lot of things I kind of wanted to talk to her about, but the main thing that I ended up talking to her about was that, well, first she said, thank you so much for waiting so long. I'm sorry that it took so long for you to get up here. And I said, no, I was like, just sitting here watching you meet all these people is literally the best way I could ever spend my night. And she was like, oh my God, thank you so much. That's so sweet. And I was like, no, thank you. Stop thanking me. I didn't do anything. Like, I didn't do anything. And then I just talked to her about, I kind of like pointed around to some of the people in there and I was like, you have no idea how happy you've made so many people over the past few months. Like, thank you for doing this. Just thank you for everything. And and then she asked me if I had an idea for a picture. And I had a silly pose that I wanted to do, which I'm not going to say because I still hope I might get to do it one day with her. But I ended up just doing a normal hugging picture. And then she said, let's do a Swift cast picture now. Which was insane hearing her say Swift cast. What? She looked over at us and she was like doing the hand motion. She was like, come on, guys, come on. She was like, Swift cast. <laughs> and we all freaked out. We were like, "What?" we were like, come down right now. And I was like, are we still going to each get an individual photo? And she was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> so if you've seen the picture on Twitter, it might be a little bit hard to see what pose we were doing because the resolution of it 
didn't come out 100%, but we basically tried to recreate the sort of huddle that Taylor would have with her band every night before the show. So we stood in a semicircle and all had our hands in the middle. And I think it came out really cute. That was such a good pose idea. That was Ashley's idea. And I loved it. Thank you. I was glad that it came out good. We had so many ideas, but I'm glad that we settled on that one. She just did an interview this week where somebody asked what she does before each performance. And she said, I do a huddle with everybody, the dancers, the band. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just did a huddle with her. I'm going to die. So after that, it was time for everyone else to meet her individually. So I'll let you guys talk about that. One thing that Taylor kept saying to Ashley was she kept calling Ashley Buddy. And I thought it was so cute. (laughs) Buddy. (laughs) I don't even remember this, but if you say it happened... She did. When you walked down, she was like, hey, buddy. When you guys broke your hug before you left, she said something like, see you later, buddy. And I was like, she called Ashley buddy twice. (laughs) Oh, I remembered one more thing. In the very beginning, she was probably really confused, but I said, I was like, I really didn't think I'd ever get to see you again. And I don't think she understood why why I said that, but I really didn't think I would, which was fine, but I really thought that I had my one time meeting her and that I would never see her again. Well, you're her buddy, so. (laughs) I was the next one to go, so I just hugged her. She told me she loved my outfit, which Jill helped me pick out, so props to Jill on that. It was so perfect. I knew she was going to love this. I died because... Taylor told me that my outfit was cute. I'm still expecting her to wear it. I know. Steph was worrying about it. I was like, you are wearing this. It was a really great outfit, and Taylor liked it. But I just, kind of like Ashley, it's hard to even remember. I didn't really know what I was doing. I know I didn't feel nervous. I didn't cry, but it's just like such a whirlwind. (laughs) So I told her that her performance was absolutely flawless. I told her the album is amazing that I'm just so happy with how happy she is. And then I said, like, I couldn't find my chill. And she said, (laughs) mine has been lost for so long, but I just don't even care because I'm so excited and happy about all of this, which was really fun because I'm just so glad that she's so happy. And I told her about how I was at the live stream. And she said, yeah, I know. I, I picked you to come here. And then I died for the 15th time this year. and. Then I asked her, just because I had been wondering whether she wrote Shake It Off before or after the Billboard performance in 2013 when she wore the Haters Gonna Hate t-shirt, and she said she wrote it after because I just kind of wondered if she was trying to give us a hint way back in July of 2013, but she said she actually wrote it after. It was the second to last song that she wrote for this album, and um, actually, if you look at the Polaroids, in the the different sets within the album. I think she wrote it on February 15th of 2014. Then she asked about our picture and I said I wanted to do like a bestie photo on the counter and I made a complete idiot out of myself because I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, I'm 5'2", so I'm very short. I wanted to sit on top of the counter with her. So before we got in line, I went to this other counter to see if I could boost myself up on it because I was afraid I was going to look like an idiot in front of her. And I saw I could not boost myself up on this counter. <laughs> I think you even said to us beforehand, you were like freaking out. You're like, 
What am I going to do? Like Right. So I made a mental note. I was like, Steph, remember, you have to use the stool to get up on the counter because you cannot do it on your own. So like <laughs> we go to get up on the counter and I, I completely blanked out like me and Taylor, this is what happens to you. I didn't remember and I couldn't get up on the counter and she laughed at me. Not like meanly, but she was just like, oh my gosh, you're so tiny. You can't get up on the counter. So I had to go around her. She said, you're so cute. But it was still embarrassing. I felt like an idiot. So I had to go around her and use the stool to get up on the counter. And it was just perfect. We took the picture. I got off the counter and didn't like fall on my face or anything, which was good. And then we hugged. And then I got to watch everybody else, which was so fun. My favorite part was when she was just like giggling and she's like, you're so tiny. (laughs) I still thought I I felt like an idiot, but it was awesome. So then Jill, you were next, right? So I was next and I, I went up to her and I think she remembered me. I went up to her, I gave her a big hug and she seemed excited to see me. And she was like, oh, long time no see. Or she said something like, oh, something about how it hasn't been a while. She's like, I was like, I know, I just saw you. She's like, yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I was like, yeah, <laughs> it is crazy. <laughs> and um, so she was just talking about that. So I think she remembered me. And um, I told her I had a story to tell her. I won't tell the whole story just because it was personal. Um, but I told her my story and stuff. And we, we talked about, you know, life and things. And you know, we were talking about how happy she was. And I told her, I was like, yeah, like Red was kind of like this more point in your life when I said I I said to her I was like I don't mean this in a bad way but like it was kind of like a point in your life when you were sadder and it was kind of more of a sad feel to the album even though it was so good and I was like but now this album is so happy and I was like and it's showing through how good the album is doing like how happy your life is and how you're and she kind of like tapped me on the shoulder and she's like you get me and I said everybody loves seeing how happy you are and she had this big smile on her face I was like, I told her, I was like, I don't, but I don't think you should ever give up on like opening yourself to someone. And she was like, well, you know, I'm just, I'm really happy right now. And I, I just, I don't need that right now. And, and she was just telling me how happy she was for me. And I said that I wouldn't have met Nate if it wasn't for her. And she's like, oh, you don't know that. I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and so I won't tell my whole story, but that was mostly what we talked about. And it, it was good because in Rhode Island, I didn't get to talk to her by myself. I talked to her with Nate. So this time I got to talk to her alone and it was a little, you know, more one-on-one and special and we got to have this really deep talk and yeah, it was just a really good conversation and it was nice seeing her talk about how happy she is and her progression with this album and she just thought that was so awesome what I was saying about it. Oh, and then I kind of kept talking. She's like, oh, do you have some ideas for pictures? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, I have two ideas. She's like, okay, let's just do one because it was kind of, you know, getting towards the end at that point. I was like, okay. I was like, I, I want to dip you, but I don't know how because you're so tall. And she's like, nah, I got it. So she was like, just hold my leg. And I was like, ah, okay. <laughs> she literally said that. She's just like, just hold my leg. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I didn't want to be like a weirdo. So I just held her leg. I was like so nervous because I felt like I was shaking and I didn't want her to be like, oh, this weird girl's shaking. <laughs> and so she kind of leaned back and we took our picture. And then like she was like, I totally just like flashed her boyfriend. I was like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. 
<laughs> yeah, and she, we won't get into that. Um, but I was like, I'm so happy I got to see you again. She's like, me too. I was like, okay, bye. And she was just like, bye. She said goodbye and waved, and we gave her, I gave her a hug again. And then it was Nate's turn. Oh, and I told her, I was like, don't tell, I was like, don't tell Nate what I told you. And she was like, okay. And, um, I actually said to her, I think I, when I went up to talk to her, I was facing the direction of her so everyone could see what I was saying. And I actually went on the other side of her. And I think she thought that was weird. And I was just like, I don't want everyone to hear. And she was like, okay. <laughs> and so then I just said goodbye. And then of course, Nate went up and he was like, what'd she say? And Taylor, like, tried to tell him without saying anything, he said. Unfortunately, Nate couldn't be here tonight, but he told me to tell you guys that he tried to get Taylor to moonwalk on the 1989 tour. I guess he was like, hey, is there any way you can moonwalk on the tour? He said to her, he said, going with your 80s theme, you know, it wouldn't be complete unless you did the moonwalk. And I guess she was actually going to moonwalk for him, but... She said she was too uncoordinated to do it, so she didn't. But he thought it was hilarious. And his photo was also hilarious, if you haven't seen it yet. (laughs) I did not know he was going to do that. He told me he was going to do that beforehand, but I didn't believe him. I was like, yeah, okay. And he's like, no, I'm really going to do it. I was like, okay. Because he was actually... Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but he can like do a spot-on moonwalk. He's so good at it. And he's like, I'm going to do it for her. And I was like, okay, you do that. And he didn't do it, so I didn't think they actually talked about it. But then he told me that he did. And he was like, I have this planned out. I'm going to tell her. I was like, okay, all right. And then I guess he told me also they talked about just a little more about relationships. But he mostly talked to her about the album and stuff. And he took his picture with her. And he could not figure out what pose to do at all. And I told him, I was like, oh, you should have her, like, fawning over you and pretending to be, like, this big studly guy and just have her, like, hang on you and fawn over you. And he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that. So he told her, he's like, he said to her, he's like, oh, I was thinking you could, like, you know, fawn over me and stuff. (laughs) And she was like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. If you guys haven't seen it, you have to see it. It's so funny. Nate is standing there with his hands on his hips and Taylor's, like, fangirling (laughs) over him. And it was just so funny. It was such a Nate pose. And then it was my turn. Which was one of the best moments of my life. Because I hadn't met Taylor yet. We all stopped talking. We were like, Haley's going, Haley's going. I was so nervous all night. But uh, I kind of practiced what I kind of wanted to say to Mama Swift. And it came out pretty good. So I was going I was going to go for I it. I didn't know that. Did she, like, give you feedback? No, she didn't. You know, I kind of talked to Mama Swift once and kind of practice like without anyone knowing like hey this is what I want to say to Taylor kind of thing I just like you know kind of like pretended like Andrea was Taylor and I just talked kind of thing and we need to mention the fact that you were having such a deep conversation with Andrea that you started crying oh yeah and then and then later in the night while I was kind of still nervous I kind of went to mama and I I asked her for some advice about being a mom and we had a really good about 10 minute conversation which was really sweet so lucky but I walked up and I gave Taylor a hug and she said I'm sorry so sorry it took you know two hours and I looked at her I'm like Taylor I've been waiting eight years <laughs> she goes oh so two, two hours is nothing I was like no and so she went and she jumped up on the counter because I think her feet were killing her <laughs> and I was like 
I'm like, yeah, I first met you at the Grizzly Rose in Denver. And she said, holy sh, that was a long time ago. And I said, yeah, I was. I'm like, and now I have a six-year-old. And we talked about my daughter and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff about that. And I was like, she's a really big Swifty now. And I'm like, she's just starting to learn, you know, all your songs. And it's really cute. And I mentioned, you know, it's a struggle trying to balance both of my lives. And I kind of mentioned you guys, I don't think I told you this, but I mentioned you guys, how you guys were really helpful in getting me to do both. And she thought that was very sweet of you guys. And um, let's see here, what else? We talked about how I took Carly to the Wichita show for her birthday. And we were talking about her going to other shows coming up on the new tour. And she goes, you have to get her to a show. You have to. I want to meet her. You have to get her to a show. I'm like, she would love that, you know? And I'm like, because I think she's really jealous that I'm here because we were talking. And she was like, will you send me a picture of Taylor? I was like, yeah, I'll send you a picture. She's like, will you send a picture of you guys hugging? And Taylor was like, oh, my God, we need to do this. Your daughter needs a picture of me hugging you. And she jumps off the counter. And there's a lot more that we talked about. But she wraps me up in this huge hug. And we take our Polaroid. And then I asked her about her necklace right after. Because she was wearing this TS 1989 necklace. And she's like, oh, yeah, Scott Bruschetta got this for me. And she's like, I love it. It's my favorite. It was really nice, and then we let the last three people in line go. But it was the best time that I had in that little moment. I wouldn't change anything. I'm glad I waited those eight years for that one moment. So many people have been waiting so long, and if you're listening to us and you're still waiting, just don't give up. It can take eight years. It can take ten years. For me, when I started to lose hope, I just remembered I'm always going to be a fan no matter what. And it will happen at some point. I just have to keep waiting. So just keep trying. We're rooting for you. It will happen. I know that it sounds totally cliche and probably stupid to people that haven't met her. For someone who's met her to be like, oh, it'll definitely happen. Because we all felt the same way about people saying that to us. But I mean, Taylor, just she really wants to meet everybody. And She's met more people in the past two months than I feel like she did the whole Red Tour. Yes. And I mean, if this is all before tour has started, imagine all the things she's going to have while tour is going on. And she's going to have so many other ways to meet everybody. Like, I bet she's going to have so many more ways than just one. She's really trying so hard. She really is. And so, kind of like Ashley said, I know how it feels when people say like, oh, it'll happen, your time will come, and you've been waiting for eight years. You know, just try to stay positive. Keep trying. I think that's a good word, like stay positive. But after that, you know, the rest of release week was kind of a blur. We tried to go to David Letterman. Uh, We got up early to try to get in the lottery for tickets. We didn't win tickets through that. We called for standby tickets and we got on the list. So we were a little bit hopeful that we would get selected. But unfortunately, the line cut off like a couple people before us. I mostly wanted to go see Dave because he's retiring at the end of this year. I thought it would have been really cool. And he's been so supportive of Taylor throughout her whole career. Uh, But 
it was still really cool just to even be outside his theater. We kind of waited around to see if Taylor would come out after. And some of the eBayers who were waiting booed her because she initially just went into her car. And it was very upsetting because in reality, she was on her way to go to the Scholastic event, which was taped that night. So to have people booing her when they don't even know what her schedule is or what she was doing was just like really, really frustrating to me. But she actually did come out and some people got photos and autographs, which is really cool. I was just happy to be there in the madness experiencing all of this with all these Swifties and like also the annoying eBayers. (laughs) I really like that she ignored that side. She ignored the people the side that was booing her that was full of eBayers. So then we went out and got New York cheesecake, which was awesome. <gasps> Jill sadly was gone. That's why she's jealous. Guys didn't tell me that. <laughs> the next day we got in line really early for the view because we knew it was going to be crazy. And we knew that the studio was really small. So we ended up being the first people in line, which was awesome. So we were, uh, when you, account for the vips and things we were actually in the third row we had a great view of taylor the interview was awesome we were so loud so insane for her because we were so excited and then because taylor is amazing she went to each section and took a photo i actually i missed out on the photo but like it didn't really matter just because it was chaotic and like she was trying to do this during a commercial break. She was literally running from group to group. It was like a quick commercial break. Poor thing. And just the fact that she did it was so, so cool. And then uh, after that, we went over to Sirius because she was interviewing there. We just kind of wanted to see like what was going on. We really had nothing else to do. Uh, we saw Jimmy again. And she just got, got in a car and drove away. And some people were, like, calling her names and saying they were so glad they didn't buy the album. And I told them to shut up and they have no idea, like, what she has to do next. And I thought it was ridiculous and I was really mad. Um, And those people aren't true fans anyways. Probably just wanted her autograph to sell or say that they met a famous person. So then, sadly, I was left by myself. Ashley and Haley had to go. But I stayed to camp out for gma because i wanted the experience uh that was what i wanted to do when red was released and i was unable to do that so this time i was determined to do it it was so much fun we had sing-alongs all night just camping out on the street i fell asleep on the street so that was fun (laughs) (laughs) and Then we got bumped up to the VIP section because we had been waiting outside and camping on the street for so long. The producer, I guess, felt bad for us. So I ended up at the back of the VIP section. It was still hard to see because there were so many people packed into the VIP section. But the photo that Taylor tweeted actually had our green shake it off sign. So that was really cool. And just... Being able to see her perform live again in Times Square was so awesome. She was perfect. And I felt like a terrible fan, but I actually had to leave in the middle of Shake It Off to run to make sure I didn't miss my train. And I ran. I was like just a mess when I finally got on the train because I had not slept really since Tuesday. But the whole thing was so, so much fun. If you get the chance to do this, 
go do it. It will be worth it. It's worth the no sleep and running around. And even if you don't get to meet Taylor, just being there supporting her is so much fun. And she knows that we've got her back no matter what. And that's the most important thing to me. So I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. I think it was all just surreal to all of us. And I know that we barely at all got to talk about the album itself on this episode because we just had so much to cover. But don't worry, we definitely are going to be talking about every song in depth over the next several episodes for you guys because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah, and let us know what you think about the album. We'd love to hear from you. Tweet us. Yeah, so if you have any thoughts at all for us, you can contact us through all our social media. Be sure that you press the subscribe button on iTunes and it'll download the latest episodes for you automatically so you don't have to do anything. And again, if you want to contact us anyway, you can reach us at TaylorConnect at SwiftCast13. You can tweet us on Twitter at SwiftCast13. You could email us at Gmail, which is theswiftcast13 at gmail.com. And you can even reach us on Facebook, which is facebook.com slash the SwiftCast. And check out our website, swiftcast13.com. We'll be putting up new pictures soon. Please send us any thoughts you have. We love hearing from you guys. So quickly for next week, I just want your final predictions on first week sales numbers. Taylor will break 1.3 million. I agree. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yes, I'm still going with 1.4. I know it's high, but I'm going with it. In 48 hours, the album sold 751,000 copies. The projections have quickly been adjusted, and she's on the road to beating Britney Spears with the highest ever first week sales for a female act. It was so funny how they estimated for such a low number in the first week, and she completely shattered that. Within 48 hours, she met what they projected for the first week sales, which I love. <laughs> yep. And wasn't that between three companies? Target, Walmart, and, and Amazon. iTunes? Yes. And Amazon. So that's not even including, like, Best Buy. Duane Reed, yeah. Next time we record, she'll probably have broken it. I'm sure we'll have a ton to talk about. So for this week, episode 79, this has been Jill, Ashley, Haley, and Seth. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Swift Scouts. Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.